And now it's time for some more quirky news. Well, fortunately, we're joined once again by Brian Smith and Errol Smith. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. G'day, David. No worries, David. Errol, you start us with a story of devout belief. Yes, this is a showing of true faith, David. This is from the uh, Mayor for Jackson in Mississippi. He's announced that, yes, I believe we can pray potholes away. Moses prayed and the sea opened up. Now, I believe that the Lord does work in mysterious ways, though perhaps not in a high-vis vest with an Asheville truck. (laughs) Blessed are the fly-in, fly-out workers. I think he answers prayer. I distinctly heard him say, take up thy shovel, mix some tar and put it in the hole. If you take this literally, all it means is that if you have a puddle full of water, the waters will depart and you can drive through if you take the Moses example in a very literal sense. I don't want the sea to open up. I want the pothole to close over. (laughs) Do Do you think perhaps instead of then employing road workers, they could just employ sort of parishioners in the council? Faith healers. Yeah, candles, light a candle. Laying on of hands. That would work as long as they were hands with shovels. I was wondering what else could we pray away? Because I think potholes is, is not aiming very high. Right. I was thinking, you know, more more congestion, road tolls, you know, that broken car and stuck in the middle of the expressway. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do that quite regularly with a few, oh, yeah, oh my gods. My car is possessed by an evil spirit. Yeah, I guess you could always mix up, uh, you know, curses uh, which were sort of non-denominational with uh, more <laughs> denominational ones just to see, you know, who's listening. The thing is that Americans love their individual mobility and the Bible doesn't mention public transport. I think it does, isn't it, David? Isn't there somebody's train filling a temple? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Of course, this guy, this uh, mayor of... Uh, Jackson in Mississippi in the US, yeah. He also gets angry at people. He he put out a tweet that said, I am disgusted to know that there are public officials, both present and past, who were deliberate obstructionists in my Costco efforts. So what he's going to do is he's going to call down ten plagues. Plagues probably means ten more Costco's. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Psalm seven says, "Whoever digs a hole and scoops it out fail, falls into the pit they have made." And I guess that's a nice bit of philosophy. And I guess it's the genesis, if you pardon the expression, of the expression about digging a deeper hole and, and being in it, mm. or a deeper pothole in this case. In a literal translation, then of that, it's really trucks who cause the most damage. So we should be thinking of the freight industry as the work of the devil, should we? Let's have Lindsay Fox on the show. On a serious note, I have a little bit of problem with praying to fix a pothole when there are starving children in the world. Yes. Brian, you have a story for us. David, it's an interesting story. It's about um, you know parallels between uh, good government and good driving. A group of thinkers have, have done some research and, and they believe that there's a correlation between the rate of motor vehicle deaths in a country and government corruption. And so they've they've kind of uh, used it as an example. Romania, for example, a middle-income country, recently struggled to root out corruption. 
but which has uh, you know serious accidents. And and another one is is Thailand, which is the highest rate of traffic fatalities in the world, mm. and where corruption um, is responsible for damaging international trade deals. Iran is another, almost as many deaths as uh, as Thailand, and um, where the government is completely sanctioned by lots of others. So uh, it was a 2010 study. We can look it up. It's um, these correlations between governance and traffic deaths are very strong. So if you're in a country where you know people are driving like maniacs, then it's highly likely the government is uh, not working correctly. I think you have to be careful coincidence, correlation, or causation. But I think there may be something. But, of course, spurious correlations have been noted for a long time. If you plot the per capita cheese consumption in America, it is very similar, very, very very closely, nearly 95% correlation with the number of people who died by becoming tangled in their bed sheets. Mm. <laughs> There's possibly confirmation bias at work here too, I suppose, <laughs> if we... If we decide that um, lower traffic fatalities means better order rather than better investment, it may just be confirmation mm. bias. They had some theories, though. One of the comments was that, that there are countries where police are powerless or unwilling to enforce the laws, and as a result, the drivers tend to ignore the laws. Poor policing, then people tend to break the law more, which kind of just yeah, kind of makes they, sense. Yeah, they even matched it to income. So they said that as countries become wealthier, the fatalities increase until income reaches a level around ten or $11,000 per capita. And then uh, once that increases, then um, traffic deaths uh, go downward. I think there might be multivariable factors in there. But uh, I've got to say, Errol, to take up your point too, if the police are corrupt, then all traffic laws are seen as a farce. Yes. Obviously not very serious if you can just hand the guy and not a, complied a, with, a, a, a tenner and he, and he lets you go, yeah. The other thing is corruption is fundamentally carrying out activity with no regard for other people. The fact that you disadvantage other people is irrelevant, that you have done well. Well, you could apply that in a driver sense. If I hit someone or I speed or what have you, if it's a disadvantage to someone else, I don't care. I have a, an attitude, a culture of indifference. Mm. Now, in fact, there was a paper written called Corruption, Automobility, Cultures and Road Traffic Deaths, The Perfect Storm in Rapidly Motorised Countries. It seems to be rather true in more developing countries, although if you look at the internet, Russia has an awful lot of accidents. Oh, the car, the... Um... Video clips. That's because they won't, uh, no, they won't give insurance in Russia if you don't have a dash cam for evidence. So as a result, there are, there are much more dash cam videos of what goes on there. It's just interesting that the, basically the, so the way to solve deaths on our roads is to root out corruption. So who do I have to pay off to make that happen? <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> well, let me say that it has been shown that if you're texting while driving, you're eight times more likely to have an accident in, su in some research. If you are in an emotional state, upset or perhaps angry, but certainly upset, you are ten times more likely to have an accident. So right. your emotional state is a big determinant in your accident risk. You really shouldn't emotionally text. That's good for trouble. Ah, dear. Absolutely right. Errol, you have a story. Well, as anyone who's had the misfortune of needing an ambulance has found, they're not always free, and it varies depending on what part of the world you're in. In Beijing, an 80-kilometre ambulance ride cost 3,600 won, 
about half the monthly salary for an average worker there. So to counter complaints of ambulance drivers overcharging patients, they are now being fitted with taxi meters. So basically you're dying, but you've got another concern, which is how, how the price is going up as you approach the hospital. Add stress, cause heart problems. What if you're halfway to the hospital and you realise you can't afford anymore? I'll walk the rest Wallet of the way. Wallet in mate. your other pants. <laughs> Wallets in the glove box of the car. You know what will happen? Uber will come in. Uber. We need Uber for for, for ambulances. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. You just jump in the back of the car. Uber Uber ambulances are just cars with plastic on the seats, aren't they? Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Prepay. No flag fall. That's the important thing. You know. Much cheaper for those short trips. Would they have surge charging, though? Oh, absolutely. At times of high demand, say there's been a, a bad crash. Or a football yes. game. Yeah, they, they have motorcycle ambulances in some countries, don't they? Because there's uh, a way to get through all the traffic. Well, that's to get there first. In Is it Bangkok? They have people like midwives who can get to a lady who's caught in a car and who's about to have a child. In traffic mm. congestion. Yeah, it's, it's it's not to get the patient; it's just to get to the patient and, and yes. treat them. Yeah. See, I think but we can I, go I, a little I, further I, here, and you could pay. You know, you you might get a cheaper trip if you agree to go to a particular hospital that might be further away. Oh, well, hang on, that's like a tow truck operator, mate. I know the perfect place to yeah. go to, and then you sling him some money. So it's a new way of thinking about ambulance chasing. So the ambulance is the ones chasing, maybe chasing the money. Yeah, you could extend this. So, you know, in the, in the, along the medical line, you have one at the doctor's surgery. One at mobile uh, operating theatres. Yeah, pay That's extra well. to, to get treated on the way. Well, that says you should bring in a charging mechanism. The more injured you are, the more you pay, mm. right? Because it's going to take more doctors, more bandages, more electricity to get your heart started. It could be anything. When you call the ambulance, you can ask for the silver service which includes the, the extra doctor. <laughs> I, I like the idea of user pays. Then you have a tiered system where, you know, if you if you haven't got private health insurance, then, you know, you have to take the bus, ambulance train. Or an ambulance will take five or six people, right? You go oh, yeah, okay. Do you mind if we... If we uh, go by this yeah, accident. Go by another crash. <laughs> Sharing. All right, let me finish with a story. Ethiopia, they're about to offer free public transport for teachers. Now, should we offer public transport as a reward, gentlemen? Is this an encouragement to those who serve the community? Yes, I think it's a lovely idea. This will encourage everyone to be a teacher, I think. I mean, the typical conversation on an Ethiopian bus is going to be, I'm a teacher, so am I. I'm a teacher too. Well, it could be handy if there's a problem and the bus driver calls out, is there a teacher on the bus? If he can't read a, a direction sign or something. Yeah, that's right. I can't tell me what this sign means. We need more yes, students on the bus so that we can cut down on the traffic problems around the, around the schools. Well, of course, if it's an autonomous bus, the bus driver could become a teacher. You could have a mobile schoolroom. If you gave teachers and pupils free travel you could then hold classes on a bus. I'm pretty sure that the teachers don't want to actually be on a bus with their students <laughs> unless they have to. Separate buses. We're getting into the taxi ambulance space yes, now. Yes, we, we are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. This, this makes me think of the final scenes of Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the teacher is forced to get on a bus with all of his students. 
I never saw the movie. I've, I had a limitation in my education. Let's say he's had a very bad day and he's forced to get on the bus with all of his students who then give him hell. I don't know. Will it encourage, will it encourage people to be teachers? Is it a perk? Is public transport a reward? Yes, or a punishment. Depends on the public transport. The only trouble is the financial analysis is often just done on transport, how much money you get in return. Yet it could be used for a whole range of people. Volunteer firefighters might have a free Mm. bus travel. It's not only the value that it's worth, it's the feeling of being considered, of being appreciated. Where where do you draw the line, though, David? Some people are more more important than others. That's the foundation of a... (laughs) the whole free market system, isn't it? The other thing is, what happens if you are a teacher on School of the Air? Do you get a free aeroplane flight? Wow, that's a fantastic idea. Getting a free bus trip isn't going to be anything if your kids are 500 kilometres away. All right, gentlemen, we've done very well, and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Brian Smith and Errol Smith, they're talking about the more unusual stories of uh, transport and motoring.